Are we here, Crusaders? I don't know. Are we? Oh my god, it looks like we are. Everything still works. I know it's been a while. Get dusted. Zero. Um, I can't hear Daedalus. Can anybody hear Daedalus? Anybody? Hello? Okay, apparently I fail at mute. So ah, bad. I was slapping my device in the hopes that it would fix it. It's a technique my brother uses. I tell him never to do that, but here I am. Um, Must have <laughs> a little too deeply on the baby powder. I don't know what right? happened. Wait a second. The introduction, though. The introduction. Welcome, Crusaders and Pathfinders, to Asheth Pathfinders. We are now on episode 59, Aftermath. And uh, I got to give a big shout out, as always, to all of the Crusaders and or subscribers here on Twitch, YouTube, um, Patreon. If you want to support us there, you can go there and uh, check out the Patreon link on YouTube. To those of you on YouTube who've checked in and said, hey, when, I got, when can we check this live? Monday, 8 p.m., CDT. Every one to two weeks currently. If that changes, we'll let you know. <clears throat> how are we doing today? Dayless, my, ho my co-host. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. Doing good. Just Fantastic. a little failing at the mute button there. But other than that, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we have a handful of things that have essentially uh, to cover over the past several uh, two to three weeks. Uh, welcome back. I know you were here last week. We we're going to try and make an episode happen last week, but the pieces just didn't really fall into place. Um, we're going to do a little uh, discussion around a few things. Uh, the first one we're going to start off with is going to be related to uh, the past couple weeks, events, reactions, etc. to APOC testing. Uh, that launched on Steam. I did make some predictions at that time. <clears throat> I don't know if anybody remembers the predictions. Uh, I hate to say I told you so. No, I really don't. I told you so. Uh, pretty much everything that I was concerned was going to actually happen did happen. Uh, I, To be fair, in regards to the testing, they did come true. They did come true. Yeah, treat. I know TL. They did came true. I think they came. Look, I will say, I will say this. I did test. I test as long as I could. Uh, that one day they did a one day testing on the what twentieth, right? I believe it was twentieth. Mm -hmm. Yes, twentieth of yes, October, uh, August. And during that time, I the first the first good hour. Um, I was beyond frustrated. <laughs> I was like, "What's going on with this broken game? I can't handle this." anymore i can't stand this i'm gonna and then we we got through it things clearly stabilized it got better testing went relatively well after that got plenty of uh, got some good wins in there got some good kills in there it was going good um but the main reflection i have is <clears throat> we did have testing on that one day and it was through steam and uh I had some reservations about that because I was like, I don't know how the Steam crowd is going to react. You're really opening up the forum essentially to just take in a lot of like heat. And, you know, I think some of the conversation for me around that with people in the community, people that watch the show, just people that watch and follow Ashes in general was what it was. There's going to be input from people. Right. And the people are going to reflect their experience, what they think, et cetera, et cetera. How's that going to reflect on the game? How's that going to reflect on the impressions that people are going to take away from it? Um, there were a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of negative 
reactions. I did not vote on Steam. I couldn't give it a positive in good conscience because I don't believe it was a positive overall. Um, I don't necessarily think it was a negative either, if I'm going to be honest. If I was the view, like if I was going to go and rate on Steam, I wouldn't be able to say positive. I wouldn't be able to say negative. And that's fair. I would probably say my area would be in mixed because to start off, I don't think that the game was ready to launch on a platform like Steam. I don't think that they uh, started off very well. I don't think that they probably tested it nearly enough to actually launch it as a product that was going to be in quote unquote open beta. That's my criticism. That's why I don't think it was ready to be there. Um, I don't personally and necessarily think that anything that is technically in like a alpha testing should really go to Steam, but that's just my personal preference. Most games that go to Steam are usually in open beta. That usually means you've worked to the issues of alpha, uh, which are some of the issues that we actually had um, problems with on that day. Um, usually it's like beta, well-tested in alpha, et cetera. You launch and it stays there. The other problem is they seem to have made backed out or pulled the game um, from Steam. Not sure exactly what the circumstances are. Uh, upside. Got a lot of numbers. Got a lot of people probably got in their hands. There was actually some um, bigger streamers like Daquan who actually checked the game out. From what I understand, it was actually brought to my attention. He had he was really kind of like promoting the game. So on that side of things, we got a lot of like positive because you got someone who's a, a large creator who's promoting the game to an audience of several thousand at that time, right? Who, regardless of the chat, is going and I watched too. I went and checked in when I could. It was after I streamed that day. I like went and checked in, watched it a little bit, and it was like he was actually like super positive about the game and he was like super positive about promoting that it was like in testing, etc. Right. But when I look at positive and negatives, it went to steam as an open beta. It really wasn't ready to be a total, you know, quote unquote open beta in my opinion, just an opinion. Uh, but they got numbers, they got some good feedback they got a large creator that promoted it. So was it a win or a lose? I'll leave that to you. Um, but the downside from a PR perspective, I think is that a lot of people are, you know, 200 plus the last time I think I checked that out, which was around that time with a lot of negative feedback, mostly negative feedback. And while people may say that doesn't matter, we're an alpha, I hear you, but you went to steam and open beta and people will remember that the steam community can be really critical. And again, I, I really I really do genuinely hate to say I told you so. I was worried that was hap that would happen, and it did. I hope they got the numbers that they needed from the data. They talked about it. All in all, though, Daedalus, long drawn out a way of asking you at this point, where do you feel like things uh, stand? What were some of your thoughts about it? I don't know if you actually had to test it during that time. Um, I, mean, I was able to test a little. Um, you know, I mean, I think... To me, it was both a success and a failure. Um, and and I think it was a successful from a developer standpoint because they yeah. got the data they needed, right? right? I mean, they, they talked about that on the live stream. That was the important reason for that. I think from an expectation setting perspective, failure. Yeah. And, and the reason I say that um, is because the reality when you call something an open beta, there's certain expectations just industry wide 
over the course of time. And I understand, right, you know, even when you're talking about an old school beta, right, because that's a lot of the conversations that development team have had in the past mm -hmm. is, you know, gamers nowadays, a beta isn't really a beta, it's essentially a final product. But even back in the day when I was, you know, working with um, developers as a tester, I know what a pre-alpha is. I know what an alpha is. I know what a closed versus open alpha is. Yeah. And I know what a beta is. And I can tell you that was not a beta. That was a technical test. And to me, that was um, an issue or a failure in terms of labeling and branding. Um, I agree going to Steam, I think probably technically from a business perspective, made sense right because it was allowing them a platform where they didn't have to worry about a lot of the logistics that steam could handle but from a perception perspective it confused people even just looking at the forums there were threads out there to say is this an mmo or is it not right and that's been the common theme um that apoc has had from day one what is apoc Everybody that knows and has been following the process knows it's a testing ground. But when you label something an open beta, right? Yeah. Regardless, if you're coming in new and somebody says, oh, hey, here's an open beta, let me check it out. And you, what you get is a technical test. You're gonna come back with a misalignment of what you perceive and what you expect. Um, that said, uh, I'm, I was really encouraged by the data they did get and some of the feedback they did share in the live stream. And we'll talk about that a little more later. Um, but I think again, you know, you're spending a lot of, um, your, I would say street cred on something that you're labeling as a beta but in reality, all you're using it for is technical testing, right? So call it a technical test. That was, I would say, my, my biggest thing. I mean, at the end of the day, Stephen mentioned in an interview at one point, I think recently, I was on um, From the Ashes. And he talked about the fact that negative feedback fuels him to do better. I'm hoping, you know, this negative feedback fuels them to change the narrative and kind of work on really strongly branding APOC what it actually is versus using terminology that confuses people. Um, if they're really trying to set the stage for a strong core set of tests ahead of the MMO and laying the foundation, they need to, need to do a better job of packaging how they're doing. Um, but again, I'm thankful that they got good data. That was the success here. I think the failure was something we talked about for some time, and it's it's in how they're packaging the information and how they're communicating. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I think I think for the past year, the running problem. Well, it's actually been more than a year. If we're going to be really honest, it's been what is August September? No, about a year. I think the running problem a year, about yeah. a year ago, we were. Some of us were able to test and we were calling it alpha one phase one confused a lot of people who backed and thought that they had access, et cetera, et cetera. There was a lot of like um, confusion again about 
where where testing was at, what that was called, where people had access, um, and what the testing environment was. Because traditionally for an MMORPG, you don't test as a BR. It's just not. Mm-hmm. Historically, the way that uh, an MMORPG developer goes about testing a game or product, whatever, uh, system services, you can just whatever you want to say, right? Uh, so the dilemma has been, we'll say specifically since around uh, December of last year, where the party people mm-hmm. I would up say, go, buddy. Uh, we will we'll go with this. Um, about December is where a lot of the like issue in, well, what are we looking at here? What is this exactly? Uh, I mean, I literally would sit there for hours streaming this during... APOC testing, everyone that knows, knows that I was every every day, okay? I was there. And my moderators encouraged me at one point to go, hey, Sim, you really ought to create a, a command to where we can just go exclamation BR. And it's like, BR is this, upcoming, horde mode, castle sieges, et cetera, all the testing empowerment for the MMORPG. I mean, I could sit, literally sit here and regurgitate that, right? But here we are, uh, nine months roughly later from the point we were doing that, and the dilemma is that people are still. Would you look at that? <laughs> the, the command still exists. Why don't I read it verbatim? For reference, Ashes of Creation Apocalypse is a testing environment to help in the development of the MMORPG. Ashes of Creation. This is not the MMORPG, but instead, it is a standalone game with the BR module which will expand to castle sieges and hard mode made in the future thanks a lot whisper posting that look i'm laughing because i i wrote that up myself and it's 100 percent legit but the problem is is that the studio is failing to convey this adequately to the public to the to the random public not the veteran people right and so yeah uh, there's this disinformation of what are we at? What is this exactly? Is it MMO or is it a BR? Is it MMO or is it this and that? There's got to be. I mean, and I've been my big my big statement has been we've got to keep the narrative around the MMO, mm-hmm. and they've clearly been making efforts to shift the narrative. It's very obvious to me at this point, especially I would say in the past three months ish, as they've been showcasing like Kickstarter cosmetics or mounts or whatever it's been really trying to like shift the narrative of to here are the creatures in the world. Here are the horses in the world. Here's the lore of uh, this like faction in the world um, here. And they've even gone and taken some of this. And my biggest like praise in some of the videos has been like, Hey, let's showcase this in this environment that doesn't seem super familiar to APOC way to go. They've got to keep really almost doubling down their efforts. I think at this point um, in order to actually, Uh, get to a place where I think that people in the public are going to like understand that. But then when you go and you put it on steam, then people are going, I all they see is ashes of creation tag words, right? That links to, this is some of the psychology, right? It links to the MMORPG. I remember MMORPG. I heard about BR I'm playing right now. That's what's available with that tag. It, People associate, it's word association, it's simple shit, right? Word association, Ashes of Creation, MMORPG, I can play a BR. That's it. That's what people take away. So you 
got to work right. against that. We're talking about new players here, right? Because mm-hmm. again, right, they've talked a lot about, you know, the stuff they're putting out is really just to help educate new players. That's great. And I'm glad they put that information out there. It was somewhat repetitive for people that are following the project for now, but I understand that. Mm-hmm. But they're not reinforcing that with continued communication on the MMO until uh, now. And even then, I even even now, I, I think there's still more work that can be done because you've got a perception out there that I wholeheartedly believe is false, but you've got a perception there that they're is trouble on the MMO side. And I know for a fact they're working on these things, right? I mean, we've seen it. We've tested Alpha Zero. We've done all of that. Um, But they need to do more to bring in that MMO crowd. This whole, well, if we get people to like the BR, you know, then they're going to cross over to the MMO that may be true in some fashion. There may be people that like both, but the reality is I think for, you know, I I just don't think that's the best strategy right now. It might've been at first, if you were a little clearer in the communication, but now that the waters are so muddy, it's very difficult as a new person to ashes of creation that might've hit the Kickstarter page on Google, getting excited now going and finding this on Steam and being, you know, what the dudes, this is not an MMO. Yeah. So I, I completely agree. It's just, look, you can, you can say like, well, when the game launches, it's going to be like this and that. And I'm like, you don't know that. Knowledge is based on facts. Let me give you a fact. I'm a consumer, right? Let's take that I'm a background of the equation. In fact, let's especially take that I'm a background of the equation. I can tell you if I hadn't backed the game and I was watching any any project where they said, here's an MMO, but you can play a BR, I'm out. You know why? I didn't invest. That's why. Facts, right? Knowledge is based on facts. There's a fact. Do what you will with it. You got some time, right? You can still change the narrative. But that's just a fact. If you choose to ignore the facts, well, shit, man. I don't know what to tell you. Problems. Let's shift the narrative here on the show, right? I I genuinely do hope that they, they talked about again August, September, right? We're now in September. And if ideally through this month we are going to be testing Ashes some more, APOC or otherwise, it's going to help them with information. I don't know at this point. Uh, I, I would like to know, but I don't know at this point if it's going to be on Steam again. If I was going to go off the last live stream, which we'll touch base on a little bit, Steven said APOC will definitely be on Steam. So I don't know if it's going to be available again through Steam. Uh, my, one of my questions is how are you going to mitigate the damage from the negative impact? Because when I go to Steam and I see something that has super negative reviews, I'm like, yep, not doing that. Yeah, I mean, I do that as well, right? And as much as I'm like, I, you know, we'll see stuff on the internet and I'll Mm -hmm. be like, oh, that sounds like an interesting concept. I'll go to Steam and be like, nope. I just, I, I hard pass it. And again, right, had taking the backer piece out of the equation, Mm -hmm. taking the fact that, you know, between you and I, we've been doing content pretty much from day one, um, you know, post Kickstarter. True. Um, Yeah. 
it just it's it's a really difficult argument and even as a content creator now it's a difficult argument to stay positive without giving some constructive feedback uh, at the same time because at the end of the day right we we back the project because we believe in it uh, most definitely but it's hard to even um, market this to new people even as a content creator because they're not seeing what we've seen and yeah. what we've experienced and that's mm -hmm. the part where it's like get more and more about the mmo out there um that's important i mean i think it's great that they're doing all sorts of things like you know having um these dev discussions and other activities and and they're showing stuff from the mmo but they definitely need to amp that up. Not that, not that it's a hard marketing push, um, but it should be something that at least helps change the narrative as opposed to having it all be about, you know, steam and apocalypse and so on and so forth, at least get us to like a castle siege mode where maybe the, you know, focus of the live stream isn't so much, mm -hmm. you know, a large portion of APOC, but maybe it's more about castle sieges other than, you know, right. just some visuals. So we're going to talk a little bit too about upcoming the dev discussions and everything. I, I do want to reflect on one thing uh, in, in what's coming up here, but which I'm going to save, but uh, the dev discussion is dev discussion number nine, making friends. Now linked it in chat for those of you here on the stream here on Twitch. Uh, what is your favorite way to make new friends in an MMO? Um, I got a positive negative on this. Okay. Positive. Great. You're consistent with this negative. These questions don't seem that involved or evolved. Even mm -hmm. they seem a little lackluster. They don't seem thoroughly engaging. How do I make friends? Well, I'm going to read uh wandering mist here. If you don't know if you watch the show, but if you do, you just got to call out GG homie. Top one, through random occurrences in the open world. Here's how I'm going to reflect positively on Classic WoW. Oh my God, Sims playing Classic WoW? No. No, I'm not. Because people are playing Classic WoW because of the hype, because everybody wants to play an MMO again. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Because if you play Classic WoW, you remember the grind. I'm good, man. I did it once. <laughs> I'm good. I don't want to go back to 2004, man. Okay, I just don't want to do it. Like, I love WoW. Here's one positive. One main thing I have seen consistently from people who are playing classic WoW that we can reflect on here. We're talking about the MMORPG uh, genre. They're like talking about something similar to this guy through random occurrences in the open world. Open world. Literally, a lot of the main positives I've seen from some of the especially bigger uh, to moderately larger streamers who've been streaming this game has been you just run across people and you've got like some level of interaction. Now you still get the people that like, let me invite you to my group to complete my quest and kick you. But then you got the like bunch of random people that come across each other and they have this interaction of, Hey, can you help me do this? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. That's the positive right there. Right? So this particular dev discussion kind of chimed in true for me because, you know, was the best way to make friends in MMO. And that's absolutely mine. I'm not going to lie. 
I'm not making it easy. That has always been one of mine. It's the random interaction you have with people you've never met that you come across because you were out on a quest. They were too. You you find yourself in the same place and they're going, yo, do you know where this is at? Oh, man, me too. I'm looking for this as well. I don't know. Let's see if we can figure it out. Then you like bump into somebody else. Then you message somebody in like zone chat or whatever. And then people are like having conversations. Then you remember names. And then you end up like friending these people or like bumping into them again and like going on adventures together. That for me is like 100% my favorite way. It's never been the evolved... I ran into somebody in a random queue for a dungeon that I queued for. Uh, it it always goes back to me. It's like those meaningful ways. Like Star Wars: The Old Republic. I was a battle master early on, and you know would have these conversations with people on the opposing alliance because you didn't have the language barrier thing, and you would like have these interactions with people directly, organically in the world that is the MMORPG. And you know whether it's a battleground or uh, out in the open world somewhere and you have these interactions with people by chance. And because these like systems of queuing aren't really there, it, it almost, it, it almost like enables that more organic. So sometimes less is more. And I think this is a great example of that. What about you, Dallas? Yeah, I would tend to agree. I mean, one of the things that I thought was spot on on the feedback that I saw in the forums was, mm -hmm. you know, you know, we should be have reasons to socialize with other players. Um, you know, if and that's why I think, you know, the social net mechanisms behind an MMO can definitely help mm -hmm. guide how players interact. And I'm not talking about an LFG system or anything like that. I mean, you know, back in vanilla, I mean, <laughs> back in the day, but back in vanilla, I mean, you, you legit just, you know, met people randomly when you were finding a dungeon, you had to go and people were standing outside the instance and they're like, Hey, I need to do this for a quest. You want to group up with me, et cetera, et cetera. And you kind of figured that out or you joined a guild guilds had importance back then um, because it was a means to an end and they still are to some extent at that end game. But I think, um, you know, a lot of times you have a lot of different kinds of players that say, oh, I'll just pog, you know, from, you know, one to whatever the max level is. And that's because I have an ability to do that. I don't have to interact with anyone and I can be completely silent through an entire, you know, yeah. dungeon, don't have to do anything. So mm -hmm. to me, that's where mechanisms have failed in terms of, you know, promoting interaction. But when I think back to kind of many of the MMOs I've played, it's been, you know, the chat channels to find players across the server. It's been those social interaction kind of, um, you know, places like City of Heroes had, you know, a kind of a, a dance club, if you will, um, that, you know, players could just interact um, and hang out, um, you know, random experiences, player run events like social events, like Age of Camelot, you know, there was a lot of events on my server that were really cool like people would you know, do poetry readings they would do like act out different scenes and it was just fun to be able to get to know people that way and again those were those were random occurrences they weren't events that the developers created they just gave people places to do that um one other thing that i think you know guilds were like i said guilds were really important some of you may know i met my wife in wow and um, it was through a guild. 
and I randomly just asked for help. I was looking for like one of those rare drop items that the word ground spawn somewhere in Mesa Pandaria. And I'm like, Hey, can somebody help me? And you know, uh, this, this person came up and said, Hey, I'll help you. No problem. And they traveled out there and I, we started talking and we started doing a bunch of stuff together and then they you know, put a ring on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so for me, I'm, I mean, I'm all for allowing players to benefit from working together. And I think, one thing we've missed really talking about and what I think this question is trying to get to that deeper thing. And the only reason I think I know this deeper thing is because I've had the history with the Kickstarter, et cetera. And that was one of the things that really jazzed me about ashes of creation is this idea of meaningful conflict. Mm -hmm. Meaningful conflict doesn't necessarily mean I'm at odds with somebody else in the world. And it might also mean I might band together with, like-minded players to accomplish a goal and so to me you know that's where you know the social interaction magic will happen or should happen in ashes of creation because you're going to have goals that players work together towards and sometimes work against each other uh, as well but either way you've got those social groups forming Um, so i'm hoping that kind of that definitely, you know, happens because I think Ashes of Creation will be, you know, successful that way. But I think also the tavern mechanics um, and the battle map systems. I think, again, having a social space where people can interact, they can play tavern games, they can talk, they can plan out what their next move is, maybe exploring the world. That's where people of like-minded thoughts are going to get together and interact. So I'm hoping just like I've had in my MMO history, some of the biggest bonding moments have been chatting randomly with people, figuring out how to do something together, cracking jokes, having fun, right? Becomes the the way that, you know, we form and make friends and interact in Ashes of Creation. I agree. So one of the, I mean, kind of stepping away from that, talking about changes, right? That the studio has been making. I do, I do feel like that the studio has made a shift in the style. You have entered a the realm of the lights, right? For um, well, oh, we just got a follow. Thanks for the follow, man. Um, I feel like I think feel like that it definitely shifted from uh, things being related to this kind of almost like what's the word I'm looking for variety. Mm-hmm. right variety in regard to like a lot of the different cosmetics that we see and stuff like that and we've kind of been getting more into this from my perspective of like more of a fantasy feel for everything mm-hmm. that's just me the last set of cosmetics were like super elvish super awesome for me because i love that stuff it totally meshed with the whole crusader uh element <laughs> that i love so much or paladin whatever you call it Hey, retired. What up, homie? Hey, thanks, buddy. We are doing a podcast uh, live show for Ashes of Creation. I'm a RPG. Welcome to the stream. Uh, but yeah, the Order of the Luminous Levine, right? Mm-hmm. This is like this new set of cosmetics that are hitting here in September, right? What, fourth? I think it's the fourth. Fourth of September. Mm-hmm. I'll post the link right here in chat for all of you that are watching. There you go. So 
I'm really curious about the ring on this one. Yeah. I was like, what's that? I didn't see that. <laughs> right? That was the one thing, like, out of all of it. So there's a, a lot of, like, lightning. The, everything feels very lightning-based, right? Lightning-oriented. Uh, yeah. Very much about the storm. I know, uh, yeah, I know a lot of people that are really excited about this. I'm not about the Stormbringer, but uh, I can definitely get down with this uh, set of cosmetics. And I hate to, like, harp on cosmetics, this and that, but um, if I'm going to be... You could see Jory in Final Fantasy XIV. Good point, Sego. Actually, yeah, you could. You can. Uh, I can't stand 90% of the earrings I've actually worn in that game, but on my Paladin. But, <laughs> but you've got a, a bunch of these, and they're all like, you know, they got the Guardian Nimbus. you got the Coil of the Crackling Skies, which is the ring. And I'm all about that. I want to know what that's going to do. Is it like a cosmetic, like kind of aura thing? Or the band is an ancient focus of power and worship, forge and honor. Of the storm's relentless power, it is the powerful uh, tribal heirloom, a testament to the ever capricious nature of the skies, and grants its wearer the fortitude to withstand any tempest. Well, I could read, I could read that several ways. Is that like a buff, or is that just like a visual, or is it just you know lore? And I'm gonna enjoy wearing it. Love lightning stuff. Bigger the hoops, the stronger you are. <laughs> But yeah, you got the Thundering Bolt Beast, right? You've got like the garb of the Silent Hurricane, which kind of reminds me of some Gerudo Desert stuff from Zelda, probably because I've been playing Zelda Twilight Princess a lot lately, but um, never mind that. Thunderhead Longboat. Longboats are great. The Shadowed Spire, which is pretty significant, I think, in regard to, uh, yeah, just the overall, like, what we're going to talk about your. uh your home plot, so to speak, and having a building that you can place. I kind of wonder what that would look like in the sky as you approach, but okay. It's yeah, just story. It does look pretty Man. good. Feels bad. I, mean, I, I figured it was just story. Dang. Uh, so it's just going to be like a tooltip thing. All right. Well, I mean, there's nothing <laughs> there, to me. That's okay. Right. I mean, I like when have lore behind them as opposed to, you know, the, I don't know, the bastard sort of, you know, <laughs> baby powder. <laughs> <laughs> the bastard sort of baby powder, really. Oh, my God. Yeah, you want to show it off? Do you want to show off the bling? Yeah, I know. Maybe a little puff of smoke. <laughs> Get dusted. <laughs> Get dusted. I mean, I, huh. I, I do enjoy the new concepts. And I'd have to say, I, early on, <laughs> when they were showing a lot of the APOC stuff and even, you know, some of the others, it was like, okay, this is kind of you know it's kind of one-dimensional um i mean it was good it was detailed but it felt like we weren't really seeing a lot of the other variety um and i do like the fact that this is got kind of a veiloon theme because that mm. you know I, and i i like that it had some influences from prince of persia and actually not to oh. you know bring back wow into this but one of my favorite zones in wow was Aldum. i really like that because yeah. it was kind of very indiana jonesy and you kind of had that idea of, you know, different elements and elementals, et cetera. So I did like that. And yeah, I'd have to say, um, you know, this is this is definitely speaking to what they were talking about is every race is going to have their own culture, their own style. There's going to be some real world influences with a fantasy twist. So it is nice to see that, especially these last couple of months, being able to see kind of the elven stuff having that european type of feel you know this month 
coming, you know, the, you know, Mediterranean feel, and even some of the stuff which we'll talk about when we talk about the live stream too, mm-hmm. is getting to see some work stuff, which, you know, I'll be honest with you, I'm generally not an orc player. Right. It intrigues right. me just to be able to see their stuff. We so, both like the Vec though. Yeah. The, the Vec yeah. is pretty cool. And I do like, I do like that they went kind of more Mayan Aztec, um, it just, it, you know, it, it makes sense to me based on what I know, you know, in the lore of the Vex. So it's, it's nice to see that they're giving a real, I don't know, a real set of detail to each of the races and sub races, right? Because they're, they're offshoots of a master race. Yeah. And Sega was talking about like, talking about the, the, uh, the spear and shield sort of Spartan esque vibe. I will say that everything about the Vec to me has always been like Starcaller, which is very, mm-hmm. it's, for, from me, from my perspective, it's always been like a, a far cry from the traditional orc, you know, just the brutes that basically are like Zug Zug or whatever, you feel it back to WoW or even mm-hmm. in like the Elder Scrolls, uh, you know, they've, they've always been kind of, you know, all about the brawn. It's kind of been that the traditional, generic. yeah, it's been the traditional like orcish um kind of value set which has been just kind of like strength and honor or whatever right and you know these particular works are going to be a far cry from that because it's going to tie in significantly to like star calling essentially i think like algalon-esque sort of vibes if you know about world of warcraft stuff but yeah very titan-esque um but yeah i think that right now the trajectory that they have for a lot of the different cosmetics which look we've, we've all harped on the cosmetics we don't want to see all the all the like pretty we want to see like the functionality but we are still if we're going to be honest we are still in an alpha uh, area Mm -hmm. right so like as much as i have criticisms because of going to steam because of like apoc and because of br waiting on horde mode and all this like as much as i have those criticisms uh i've been trying really hard to like really reel things back a bit right and and try to like kind of gauge my expectations like there's a part of me that goes, okay, I'm frustrated. Okay. This, and, and a lot of the things that we hear from the community, but then I, I try to like really balance that and almost temper that with realistic thought, right? Rational thought, which is what, uh, I'm here for the MMORPG. So with that being said, I just kind of need to wait on the MMORPG. Don't I? Yeah. Whatever they choose to do along the way, not my problem. Those are their choices. They get there as they get there. What really matters is do they get there and do they deliver, right? Because that's what we're actually here for. So I'm trying really hard to like really gauge that and really temper that with some rational thought, which is I I just need to chill out. I think a lot of us kind of that are veteran people need to chill out a little bit and be like, it's frustrating. We want to be in MMORPG land. I get it. But uh, we're not quite there yet until we get to that point. Just we need to chill, man. We need even me. I need to chill out. I need to chill out a little bit. And you just kick back, see what they show us, enjoy the ride, man, and just kick back and wait until we get to an actual MMO RPG testing playing field. Even I feel like I've been strayed a bit by APOC, APOC, APOC. And even at this point, I'm going, you know what? I just need to chill a little bit on this. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. And and one thing that I thought was, I think, inspiring too about the the blog post about this these new cosmetics i mean besides the fact that it was something like you know pretty cool um and definitely speaks to how rich the world is going to be in 
different cultures. Mm-hmm. I did feel like we got a hint at to one of, you know, some more information about one of the deities, right? The Order of the Luminous Leaven, I'm assuming Leaven is a deity, right? Um, so to me, it was like, oh, okay, here we go. This little reveal has a little more meat to it. There is a god called Levin, has some control, maybe storms, lightning is kind of his thing. So maybe it's an elemental god. So I did like that aspect of the, the cosmetics as a way to reveal lore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I tend to agree. I think part of the frustration is there's just so much noise out there about APOC that I do want us to kind of just get on with it and get to the MMO and, and because, you know, it has it has been, you know, a minute since Kickstarter. A um, hot minute. And, and, <laughs> yeah. But still, I mean it's like you can you can tell that there is a lot of love being crafted into the story and the lore. I mean the Noble Steve post was one of the most well written, you know, posts that we've read in terms of lore is very poignant, you know, really good story. So yeah, there's, there's definitely love in this project. I think we just need to feel a little less love for APOC, a little more love for the MMO. That's just me. <laughs> All the diehards. TL's like, yes, yes, even. Yeah. So we've got some reflections on the live stream, right? Overall, my my main point is uh, I'm happy that they've stuck with the format. I think that the format's gone, it's gone really well actually. Uh, they they stuck with it for what four months? Was it four months now? I feel like yeah, four it's months. Been is, about four. Yeah, so I feel like four months. They've been sticking to it. They've been rotating different developers in and out. Um, I noticed that on the last live stream, they <laughs> note about having gotten rid of the couch, which is actually where I did the uh, interview with Steven when I went by the studio last year. And uh, I'm like, oh, damn, that's like the only place they got, man. So all yeah. that told me was they're stacking desks literally in every corner they've got right now. Yeah, I bet they're counting the days until November. Yeah, when, when I say that they they really are stacked over there, like I'm no exaggeration. I, I was at the studio. They've got desk to desk, 95% of that place. Upstairs, downstairs, and and the one area they had left. The, I'm sorry, two areas they had left is where they now live stream from, and the other place was the, the couch. And they don't have the couch anymore, so it's pretty much desks, wall-to-wall, and so they need to move into that new place, which I said was uh, coming up soon, pretty soon. Uh, positive takeaway. Um, I'm actually looking forward to when they move in there because they, I think they could probably use a space. I think that would actually help a lot. Um, aside from that, I, I did go over the Q&A. Uh, and reflecting on the Q&A, they gave some uh, updates. They reflected on like the Noble Steed. They talked about the testing, the data they collected. Um, okay, November 22nd, there it is, uh, is when they're preparing to move to the new studio. I don't know if that's actually a set date on when they are going to be there tl of course in chat thank you um but the new studio is gonna be able to hold up to 180 people which is a huge difference in where they're at now Uh, i think that now they might be somewhere in the area of potentially 30 ish give or take if i'm not mistaken uh the number has been a bit not you know we've been very uncertain about that but TL Frilly, JFK assassination anniversary on November 
<laughs> I feel a little guilty about reading that. God, I hope that uh, Intrepid Series doesn't watch this, this particular part. Um, Next live stream, they're moving the date. <laughs> they're like, nope, nope, nope. It'll be uh, seven days later, 29th, 29th. Okay. <laughs> uh, they did discuss some gameplay design um, stuff. They had, <laughs> I went uh, face palm wall. Um, I did feel like a lot of the Q&A was stuff that we've actually seen a good bit of. Um, a lot of the questions revolved around when we can see more classes, when we see more um, testing with squads. Um, a lot of that stuff, uh, I didn't really see much in regard to that. The main takeaway was we got to really see some of the variants for uh, a lot of the Kickstarter mounts, which, you know, m people might be like, oh, well, this isn't actually like gameplay footage, et cetera, et cetera. And I do want to reflect on that one particular piece too. Uh, IGN, right? Mm -hmm. IGN, they got the, yeah. IGN did get some gameplay footage uh, and they shared it. Um, my initial response to that particular footage was it's not gameplay. They mislabeled that. And it's basically like a uh, trailer for a new player, right? So then Intrepid released on their YouTube the trailer for the same thing. Exactly, Sega. It was not gameplay. Uh, that was IGN. Uh, they they kind of made their own like statements on that or whatever. Um, the studio, however, did release the version that they have, which was great because it had some like word snapshots in there saying, hey, this is for MMORPG. These are the things you can do in this game. Here's our display. Check it out here. Right. So it was literally a commercial short kind of, hey, come check out our MMORPG. It's it was a big production comparison to where we were at during like Kickstarter, right? Mm -hmm. So from that perspective, the trailer delivered well. My initial response to the one I saw in IGN was what the a few I mean, words make sure a difference. Margaret on the live stream mentioned something about them not using the correct copy for IGN. So I mean, you know, clearly IGN, you know, yeah. had issues. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm glad they addressed that. And my main takeaway was it looked pretty awesome, right? And they've been showcasing a lot of these separate elements uh, over the course of live streams and blog posts and stuff like that. Look, it, it genuinely was pretty cool, right? If you're a new player, and I try to like look at that as not a veteran person that's been watching this game forever now, if I was a new player and I saw the one that Ash has posted on their YouTube, I'd have been like, oh, shit, that was awesome. Like, uh, okay, I want to check it out. So from that perspective, it was a win, right? Uh, mm -hmm. on, on terms of like IGN's, you know, cuts of that or whatever, view it for what it's worth. Uh, overall, live stream was a success. success. Why? Because they showcased the different horses. They were Kickstarter variants and people have been crying forever. Show us more of the stuff we're going to get from what we backed in Kickstarter. And week after week, month after month, they've been doing that for about the past four months. So it's a win. If you're looking at it from an MMORPG perspective, it's technically a win in my eyes, right? If you put APOC aside, put the testing stuff aside, it's it's technically a win. They're showcasing more and more related to the MMORPG. It's the stuff in the Kickstarter backing. It's stuff people have been asking for. All in all, it's been a win. And as far as the month goes... 
I'm going to be honest. It's kind of a win for Intrepid based on everything we've looked at. Do we wish we saw more? Sure. We always wish we saw more. Uh, did we get some mixed signals? Yes. Uh, was it a win? Yep. Kind of looks like it was for the studio. And quite frankly, they can use more of those. So keep up the good work. I'm going to be optimistic on this one. Keep up the good work. I was annoyed doing the testing uh, during the testing initially, uh, but it resolved and it got better. And and quite frankly, the testing for APOC actually went okay. Um, mm -hmm. You can look at it from a PR perspective. Not my gig, man. Not my gig. I'm looking at it as a consumer and someone who's been watching the game for a while. All in all, it, it genuinely was a win. As frustrated as I was at certain points, it still was a win. So temper that uh, criticism. Try to be realistic. And uh, take it for what it's worth at this point, I think. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of those critters in APOC, too. I actually was, like, running around, and I saw uh, some of the little critters on the ground. I was like, oh, my God, is that a dude over? Nope, that's just a uh, critter. Never mind. Happened too many times. With that being said, final thoughts on this episode. It'll probably be roughly one to two weeks until the next one, based on uh, kind of what the studio releases at this time. But... Uh, takeaways, Daedalus, final thoughts. Um, I would say just from a Q&A perspective, I felt a little vindicated back, way back when, back in my Herald Craft days when uh, Ty Furious and I were doing those podcasts around right. the classes. I did, um, you know, when they were talking about the blade collar and the Q&A and they talked about kind of what they were expecting mechanics to be, it's like, oh, dude, I got it right. So I was, I was pretty vindicated, excited about that. Um, I would just want to echo what you're saying too. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm, we know the team is working hard. They have had some challenges in communication and kind of controlling the narrative. But at the end of the day, they got good data. They're working on the right things in terms of the back end. You know, Steven and team said it best. If you have a really horrible back end, you're not going to have an MMO. People will want to play regardless of how, you know, how everything else works. Um, so definitely glad they got good data. Looking forward to them continuing tests, opening up Castle Siege. I know they were a little tight-lipped on that. Bacon was aching to release some stuff, but he's like, oh, well, I can't talk mm -hmm. about it. That was a little disappointing. But, oh, no. hey, you know, but um, It's good to know that they're really working on, you know, really cool stuff like destruction mechanics. Um, you know, the Kickstarter mounts look great. Um, you know, had a chance to look at them more than a few times. And I really think they're putting a lot of love into, um, you know, the detail level of detail there. So I think at the end of the day, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, they're continuing to move forward. I just, you know, I'm hoping as they get rolling, they get into the new studio, they ramp up the staff that they're going to you know come back to that frenzy of activity that happened around kickstarter and really just release you know information that people can chew on i mean i just remember just even a class list that was months of content for a lot of content creators hyping up the game and that's all goodness so mm -hmm. i just hope that you know a new blog a new substantive video comes out that would go a long way so but I agree with you. I think they got a lot accomplished as a studio this past month, and I'm looking forward to seeing more and more and wish them the best. I agree. And so my recommendation to everybody is temper your expectations. 
I do feel like it goes back to why we're let down by the modern MMO, man. I did this uh, particular episode back in the early, what the first, I think it was one of the first five episodes for this uh, over, well over a year and a half ago now. And I find myself at this point, uh, needing to take my own advice a bit, to be honest, I I'm not too proud to own it. Need to temper my expectations. Uh, we're going to be let down by the modern MMO a lot of times because of our own unrealistic expectations. And, to expect anything of a studio that's fresh starting out, et cetera, have been working on this for a while that are going to have their own hiccups along the way and kind of like holding them to the fire. Whereas other people have genuinely, I think other developers have had genuine expectations of deceiving the player base. Right. Uh, I can't say that that's the case for them. And so with that being said, I got to temper my expectations a bit, kick back, wait until we get to alpha one. You know, I feel like maybe my uh, my criticisms would be uh, have a little bit more weight at that point. And I think the rest of us probably would, too. Those of us have been hanging around for a while. And with that being said, expect this episode to continue uh, with 60. We'll be up to 60 episodes at this point, probably here in the next one or two weeks. Uh, check out the Twitter or the Crusader Discord for updates on that. To everyone who's been here today, thanks so much for hanging out. Y'all rock. And... Until next time, we'll catch you on stream. Y'all have a great week or two weeks.